Hello everyone, welcome back to the Hawkins Do Copy podcast. My name is Ran. And my name is Emily, and on this podcast we talk about all things Stranger Things. I just forgot what the podcast was called then. That actually took a lot of brain power to remember that the podcast was called the Hawkins Do Copy podcast, so that's where we're at at 8.58 on this Sunday afternoon, evening. What a great start. Um, <laughs> so today we have decided we're going to talk all things Mike Wheeler. Now we give him a bit of a bad rap on the podcast affectionately. It's an affectionate bad rap. But we did have a little series on here where we talk a little bit of the characters of Strange Things, do a bit of a dissection to what makes those characters those characters. So today we are going to talk all things Mike Wheeler. Mike was my first fave, so I'm very excited. Like He's like the annoying little brother that you absolutely cannot stand, but also love very much. Exactly. And once again, this is all, it's all affectionately. All of this is affectionately. We hate because we love him. <laughs> I, I hate because I care. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, but before we get into that, um, there are a few places you can catch up on other things, Mike Wheeler, actually. We've done another episode we did about a theory of him that is Mike Wheeler evil it was an outlandish theory it was very fun and you can find that on Spotify Apple Podcast Google Podcast Stitcher Amazon Music and Audible.com at Hawkins Do You Copy and then you can find us on Instagram Facebook and Twitter at Hawkins Podcast and then on YouTube and Tumblr at Hawkins Do You Copy and at Hawkins Do You Copy.com it is coming soon we're working on it slowly but we're working on it but Let's get into all things Mike Wheeler. So we put the feelers out a bit on Instagram yesterday and today um, and just said, this is what we're doing. We want to know your thoughts. Your thoughts on all things Mike. All things Mike. Do you like Mike? Do you dislike Mike? His pros and all cons. So we had, I love Mike's leadership abilities and his loyalty to his friends and family, um, but his inability to adapt or change out of his control. Ooh. That's the point. I actually never really thought of that. It's one of those things where it's kind of an inability to change it at the same time because he is changing. It's almost an inability to do that. Like in season three, when it's kind of like, well, this is what's expected, that you do this, you grow up to this, to do that. I don't want to get too much into it now because we're probably going to get into all of that in a second. Um, But you know what I mean? And then suddenly, essentially, Will comes along and is like, I still want to play D&D. And it's like, no, can't do that. That doesn't fit with the narrative. Or even like him protecting Elle, etc. in season three. Max trying to intervene in that. It doesn't fit with his narrative, so it doesn't work. So actually, yeah, I never really thought of that as a, a thing. I think it kind of comes under like he doesn't accept the change. So anything that kind of makes him have to think a little bit more than what he's sort of trying to fit he can't do yeah he kind of has an idea of what he is or what he's meant to be yeah so he has to fit with that whether that's Mm -hmm. friend whether that's 14 year old boy because he's not a kid anymore he's a 14 year old boy (laughs) practically an adult practically an adult and said he's sometimes reactionary rather than responsive you feel like he holds a lot of trauma and emotion in and hope this changes in season four i hope it changes in season four i mean it looks like we're gonna get it we've been promised a mike wheeler monologue similar to season two i guess so give us the content so i guess following on from that then what are your thoughts then 
on Mike Wheeler? Um, I really, he was my like first favourite. Like I remember watching season one and really liking the way that he was. Like I thought he was really sweet. And like the way that he was with Elle and stuff was just really nice. Like in season one, you know, like that kind of the way he was like looking out for us stuff. And I thought that was really sweet. And you could really tell him as a character that he kind of cares very much like he's very he's very he is very reactionary but half of not even half the time the majority of the time it's because you see how much he cares like him trying to jump off the cliff to well literally jumping off the cliff. he does he jumps off the cliff i feel like we do not mention that enough he jumped off that cliff so that dustin wasn't hurt like i think all of those moments made me really love him and then you see that more sort of in season two and and he he very much he doesn't think about himself as much as he probably should sometimes which does kind of come under the sort of processing thing and sort of adapt you know sort of adapting to things and changing and stuff because I think a lot of the time he puts sort of the people around him first I really like him. I think he's a really complex character and I think there's like a lot to kind of unpack with him. No, I agree. I was the same that when I first saw the show, like I, I think I've said on here before that I, th- I thought it was okay as yeah, a show. Me too. But the thing that I came out of it was Mike Wheeler is my favourite character. Yeah. I am sorry for my, you know, that the Will persona was gone in, uh, in season one. It was very much Mike is my favourite character and the I watched it and thought, you know what, I I get how he's reacting as a character. I kind of get his process. I can almost, in a weird way, relate. I'm not going to chuck myself off a cliff to save a friend, <laughs> but you know what I mean. You could you could relate to him. Yeah. I think in a sense he was meant to. I suppose he's meant to be that kind of like every man kind of character. That he's meant to be the one that you look at the audience and go, okay, I can see how they're responding and what's going on there. And I agree. I think in season one we do see him as quite selfless and Mm -hmm. that he's very if he's got an idea in his head he has to follow that through I think that and yeah there is there's no turning away from that point you can't change from that that once he'd taken Elle in it was very much like no I now need to look after Elle Elle can take us to Will or whatever the plan was in his head but it was very much but we can use Elle for this because Elle would work so when Lucas comes in it's kind of like uh no it's very much a no because this doesn't fit with that so actually you know Mm -hmm. what you go and do what you want because I'm fixed on my plan and and I think that's what's great about him that he's he is selfish and that uh, I mean we'll get probably into season three and stuff that in a minute because I'm I'm trying to stick with season one as much as possible for now (laughs) but as much as you kind of moan about how he was in season three. I mean, some people don't moan about how he was in season three, but whenever, as, as much you can criticise his character in that, it's probably because actually he does have that relatability and you kind yeah. of look, you feel like, oh, you're so annoying because you think, because yeah. you're like every, because you think, because you're like every person that he's not, I mean, take upside down stuff out of it and magical girls so to speak to really put it down to it's like blunt meaning that he's kind of that person that you kind of see around or that person you went to school with who's a bit too stubborn and stuff like that and I think 
that's what makes him great. Yeah. And yeah, then you see that carried across to season two um, when he's still stuck in that plan. And I agree with you. He doesn't really put himself first. No. That's no point. Like a lot of criticism for season two, Mike, was that he was sidelined. And that he was once again just doing things to other people than I think. But then that's maybe probably kind of the point. Yeah, I think he kind of sidelines himself. Like not yeah, exactly. in like a self-depreciating way, but I think he he definitely sidelines himself. And I think that that's an intention. Like, I do think that's an intentional thing. And I think that we see him do that in it. And it's definitely trying to like put people before him. But it's almost as if like, not in a self-depreciating way, but almost as if it doesn't even occur to him to put himself first. It's not like he feels like he shouldn't put himself first, but it's such an innate thing as part of him to look out for his friends and do all of this that it it really doesn't seem like it's something that he even considers. He was probably said in a joking sense, but the whole thing of, is anyone else where I am? I've left the country. And that kind of thing. Even though he's probably joking... I mean, I'm, I imagine he's not going to be running off to, I don't know, Canada. Or anywhere. That's probably the, the nearest country he can probably get to, to be honest. As a he, child, yeah. Well, I mean, two seasons later, he's apparently going on a plane or whatever to California, so. But back to season one. Um, he says that, and still in a case, it was like, we need to protect Elle, so we're going to go. Yeah, so like, I think about that a lot, and I think about kind of, obviously... There's comedic moments in that. And obviously he's teaching Elle and there's the the nice moments where he's teaching Elle about the world. And then there's comedic moments like if anyone else or I am of the country and stuff like that. But like if you actually really think about it, he had no idea who she was. And he took her into his house, literally let her stay there for a week, found out that she could do all of this stuff, found out that some weird stuff was going on, found out the literal government was after her. And yet still continue to help. I mean, that's kind of the definition of putting someone else before yourself, isn't it? <laughs> I, don't, I, feel like, I feel like you've got selfless and then you've got that. Who would you sell yourself out for the government for? <laughs> Question of the week. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's, that's extreme. Especially, like, he's, like, 12. That's like a big, that's like a big deal. I mean, Anne's still a kid. He's not, not a kid anymore for two more seasons. So. <laughs> that's, that is like, when you actually think about the logistics of that, that's actually kind of crazy. Hmm. And then we kind of see that again in season two. Yeah. Um, as kind of saying that another complaint was, it was kind of like, Will was then the replacement for L. Yeah. I can kind of see it gonna give a little bit of that it was a little bit like place one give the other one there kind of storyline but it gave will a great storyline so i'm not gonna complain (laughs) i completely agree but once again and maybe i give the duff brothers too much credit but i do think making them almost seem interchangeable was intentional to show like the connections between will and l in regards to like the upside down and the lab and stuff. Like I, I definitely think that that's something which is in, intentional. Yeah, we kind of see that once again with him there that he spends the best part of a week or a few days on Will's floor. Just yeah. doesn't live at home anymore. Um, nearly gets himself killed in Hawkins' lab. In fairness, he didn't know that was going to happen. No, but wasn't on his agenda. 
even then, at the end of season two, then when Elle does come back, that they've all just gone, you know what, we're going to go to the tunnels, Max, you're driving, and then off they go to set fire to the Upside Down, or the, uh, the representation of the Upside Down in Hawkins itself. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's chaotic selflessness, to be honest. That's that's Mike Wheeler. You can definitely see why he's the paladin and also the DM. Yeah, definitely. I think... That's what I think they do. I mean, we've spoken to this before when we just said about their D&D characters and how it fits with them yes. as characters. That I think, obviously, D&D is so rooted into the show and we really can see that with each of the characters, especially in regards to Mike, I think, that, you know, the lawful good agenda of the paladin um, coming through, that having to do what's right because it's right. And then the strategic planning, I mean... He is always the one that's kind of like, if we do this, we'll do that. Even if people come up with the ideas before, which they do yeah. often. Often there is someone else that has it there. But he's kind of the one that to pretty much go, actually, you know what? No, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. We're not going to care what they're doing because we need to do this. And I think that is something that the offers do do really well. They have D&D just so rooted into the show that, you know, it's... It is clever how they've done it. Really, I'll give them credit on that. <laughs> well, no, 100%. I think that that's definitely something which is really, really just one of the best parts of the show, I think. It's why there's a lot of theory and discussion about how Mike... It, that the show could end up being Mike telling a story or Mike telling a campaign. And I think that the reason why that theory fits so well is because D&D is so rooted that sometimes it does feel like a campaign, which which I think is done really well. I, low-key, high-key, want it to be that Mike's kind of telling the story because I just think it really does fit that we do follow him as a character. There is a reason he's kind of portrayed as main boy, even if Dustin occasionally seems to be taking that spotlight a little bit um you know i mean that his character is so rooted in l and will to be honest they and will which people do forget those three are so kind of rooted in one another that it is easy to see that we're kind of seeing this through mike's eyes then i mean you know it's it's chapters it's not episodes and even like the titles themselves like the disappearance of Will Byers and then Weird Holly Jolly and things like that. Why would it be called Holly Jolly? Like, there's no reason for it to be Holly Jolly, to be honest. I would really like it, would be kind of cool if it was like a book, if it was Mike writing a book. Um, at the Duff Brothers, <laughs> Stranger Things finished. Consider making it an actual novel, maybe that maybe would be so cool. Or commission us to do it. Um, <laughs> I'll do it. We'll do, we can do it. We'll, we'll do it. Okay. Let's move on to season three, Mike. So season three, Mike, is often debated in many ways. Yeah. Um, where some think he was very out of character. Some think he was very in character. Some people think he was wrong. Some people think he was right. So naturally... Went on Instagram, made a poll, and I'll reveal the results of this poll now. Um, I so, don't know them. I saw them earlier as they were sort of in the middle of being done. Um, and then Emily got the results up and said, did I want to know pre-recording? And I said no. 
So now I'm going to hear the results live on the podcast. So I essentially just asked, um, what do you think? So your options were Mike was right or Mike was wrong. So for Mike was right, it was he was just looking out for L. The episode three D&D blow up was a long time coming and he's right. They're growing up. And Mike was wrong was Max was right and Elle was free to do what she wants. The episode three blow up wasn't fair. And I can tell you the results actually are 64% say Mike was right. Interesting. And then 36% then say that Mike was wrong. I don't know if he completely was right or or I don't know if his execution of how he felt was completely right because he the way he talks to Will is is wrong in my opinion the way hmm. that they treat Will during that campaign like I understand that they were also dealing like you know with like L stuff and he was stressed about that and I completely understand that but also he's been blowing off his friends for his girlfriend the whole summer like lying to them pretending that they have to be back like the way that he is to hopper is like in my opinion hopper is being very generous letting them be in the room even with like the door mostly closed they are 14 14 no, they're not. They're 13. Depending on birthdays, they're either 13 or 14. I think yeah. it's probably close. It's probably more likely 14 because it's like July. Yeah. But I feel like the way Hopper is, is is pretty generous, to be fair. Especially sort of taking into consideration Elle's understanding of like the world and like all of that stuff. You know, it's still something she's all pretty new to. So... There's that, and he and Mike's been sort of blowing them all off, and like I think I'd be annoyed if I was Will if like six, seven months previous, Mike's there being like, "I'll be here and help you through this, 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 and this," and now he's lying to him so he can sneak off with his girlfriend, and then completely ignoring him. Like all he had to say was, "Sorry, Will, I don't really feel like playing D and D at the moment. Can we just like do it in a couple of weeks, or even honestly be like." I don't want to play anymore. Just just use your words, Mike. If you're such a grown-up, if you're not a kid anymore, use your words. Communicate. Talk to your friends. Like, I think that that's sort of where it went wrong, I think. And I, I do understand that he is being protective of Elle when it comes to the powers. And that I understand a lot more because we don't know what the powers can do. And Elle doesn't completely understand and will want to fight even if it's not in her best interest like that's part of her and I think Max is right and that Elle is the one that should be able to make complete decisions of what she does but also I do also agree that they use they're like well Elle can do this and it's like you don't know what that's doing to her so a reminder to Elle that she doesn't have to is probably quite a good shout. Um, so in that regards to things, I think that he 
I understand that a lot more. I understand that sort of understanding and why that was the case. And him and Max are so similar that they're going to butt heads when they argue. Like, I, I think that's definitely a given. Um, in regards to the D&D situation, I think he could have handled that a lot better. And I definitely think that the way that he was treating Will and his other friends, to be honest, like the line where Will says, where's Dustin? Like, you don't know you don't care and clearly neither does he i think that's a pretty like telling line as well i think that scenario i don't think mike was right no yeah we had a message after the poll that pretty much kind of said the same thing they said i think he was right but the way he handled it was wrong he could have and should have made a better approach to both situations especially with will and i do agree with that like i think as you said i mean i will always look at that situation and i will think no and I didn't like that that was I mean I said to you that was my first response really I think I made like a video and I sent it to you <laughs> and I was just like you know what no I'm so annoyed how dare you do that how dare you do this I just completely went off I think that's what makes it so awful is you feel so much for Will in that scene even if you think Will isn't completely in the right it's a humiliation unless unless it's just us bullied kids it's 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 an humiliation which is relatable mm. i think and and that you know i i kind of felt that when when you're talking about something you love so much and people kind of laugh at you that yeah that that really is quite hurtful should he have worn a hat no <laughs> um but <laughs> we you know you know what i mean but no i think for me I'm always going to verge more on the side that Max is kind of more in the right that Elle yes, can do 100%. what she wants. She can. And, of course, I understand Mike's position um, that... And I don't think he was controlling. I don't... No, and to be honest, I, this is one of the criticisms I do have, one of the many criticisms I have of season three. And I think I've seen this a few times online that I think... In some weird way, Mike was portrayed to be this really controlling, manipulative character. And it's like, he he really wasn't. And I thought that's one of the things that annoyed me about the Mike and Elle relationship in season three. It was almost like giving conflict when there didn't really need to be much conflict in that sense. Like, the conflict was for the wrong reasons. I think yeah. no one expected it to be smooth sailing in season three really and i think i don't know if many people were expecting to be smooth sailing in season four to be honest but i think trying to portray the idea that mike was this really evil manipulative person who didn't let Elle do what she wants that i don't think that was the angle to go no down. he's not ever saying to Elle, you can't do this not once does he turn to Elle and say you can't do it it's more a he's saying just be aware to like other people like to max and stuff just be aware that like they're not your powers to be careless with like when max is like well l will do this then you know and you think well l can do that if she wants to and l's likely to do it but they're not your they're not your powers to make that decision with um and i think I definitely think 
it, we'll we'll do one of these about L, and this is the type of thing to sort of get into when it comes to that. But sort of briefly, I think L is a really difficult one when people are kind of talking about what is best because L, if you think about sort of where she came from and stuff, she probably doesn't know much. Like she will know what is best for herself in regards to what she does want to do, but her reasoning as to why she wants to do them might not necessarily always be the best because she hasn't had the same experiences or the same exposure. And I think that that is also, weirdly, what Hopper was trying to do. Mike and Hopper were trying to do the same thing. They're both just very shouty about how they, they do it. Mike and Hopper are very similar. I think that's their issue as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just think, and even if you think about it, Max was also shouty. Um, I just think they they are all thinking of what is how what could help L, and maybe you know more people should have said L. What do you want to do? But I don't think Mike was being like you're not allowed to ever do this. It was more a because that's what Mike Wheeler sounds like. Um, it was more a just Max, please be aware that we don't actually know why, and mm. she could get hurt if she thinks that she has to. Which we kind of ultimately do see happen, but yeah. that's you know yeah. that's that's for an L discussion, I think, more than yeah, Mike. Um, but no, it is an interesting thing to think about, really. That that's why I put the poll up, really, because I thought I just want to see kind of where the divide is, and I think it's very telling that it is kind of quite fifty fifty. I mean, it's sixty four thirty six, but you know what I mean. It's it is quite close in the opinion on it, because I think it, yeah, it is something that is very much divided people i think so yeah let's stick with season three mike for a bit then push all of that aside um because i think we've spoken a lot about season one and two can i just say though we haven't spoken about um the shed scene in season two which is one of mike wheeler's best moments in my opinion and i know we don't also talk much about shipping but can i also say that I really did feel some feelings when Elle shows up in that scene in season two and he's like, I, I called you every night. Like, that was really cute. Like, the, the shed scene and that scene really gave me the feels when I watched season two. I thought that was Double actually whammy. adorable. Like, it was. It. <laughs> it was cute. Um, I think that was actually one of the, like, some of the best Mike moments are, are in sort of those later episodes of season two. I think they were really, really nice. Mm. That actually then ties even better into the season three Mike stuff. Um, yes. Because there is an issue that I have said multiple times on here. And I'm going to say it again because it's Mike's episode. In season one and season yep. two, we see Mike. We see Mike as a character. Arguably, we see Mike more in season one. And we get an idea who he is. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Season two, we still do see Mike, but we see a thing of Mike looking after someone again and kind of push down that line slightly. Season three, we see Mike once again kind of being just a little bit on the outside and we kind of lose that bit of Mike until those very 
last episodes, I think. And or what, you know, what makes Mike Mike, in a sense. We see Mike as a boyfriend, but I don't know if we see the Mike that we saw before. And maybe that is meant to be a thing of he's not a kid anymore and he's growing up and that kind of thing. But that, for me, was the jarring thing about his character in season three, that we didn't see that person was as selfless. And maybe it was to give Max some more limelight because, you know, she was with Elle more than that. But then that itself draws a problem because if we don't really see Mike then, even when he's with Lucas and Will, then what's going on there? Because that then gives something that, with Mike's character, that it means he's so rooted to a particular character rather than who it is. And that's why I'm excited for this prospect of season four, Mike, who apparently has a monologue and apparently people are looking out for him more because that to me suggests we're finally getting some character development for Mike Wheeler, which we very much lost in a couple of seasons. Very excited about the someone looking out for him more. Um, and I am excited about the monologue, depending on where the monologue takes place and what the monologue is about. I hope the monologue is not a love confession monologue <laughs> because that not for any particular reason Mike's allowed to express his feelings but I don't I want to see Mike again. I don't want to see just Mike being Elle's boyfriend and I've said this so much on here before so I don't want to go right into it again but because I'm going to sound like a broken record but that is my thing I'm hoping it is a thing if people are looking out for him it's going to mean more that things are going on with his mind a bit more yeah I'm hoping that it's like Karen as well to be honest like I think um obviously we see that scene in season one where he hugs her uh, after they find Will's body um and then obviously that's kind of paralleled at the end of season three and I, and I hope that that is something that sort of continues and um you know maybe just sort of throwing it out there not that I would know or anything but like if um Mike has joined you know any extracurriculars or something that the town of Hawkins might not agree with um maybe Karen is kind of looking out a bit more because she's aware that he's done that so she's a bit more aware of what he's doing so she is looking out for him and she's kind of like why have you joined? Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like maybe, I, I would I would like it to be that. I would like a Karen and Mike moment very similar to the Karen and Nancy moment in season three. I think they need that to be honest because I think they've got a little bit lost as well. And we, we do kind of see a bit of that in season three. We do see Mike hug Karen. Yeah. <laughs> At the very end. That's what I'm wondering. I'm, I, I, I'm hoping that that continues. We do start to see Mike a bit more at the end, as I said, the end of season three. We kind of lose Mike as the boyfriend, Mike, because he's not. So I have a girlfriend now in the beginning part, because now it's like actually stuff's getting real. So we kind of have to focus a bit. And I think that's where Mike's at his best, really. So I'd like to see more of a balance between the two that kind of give me that boyfriend Mike, so to speak, but then also... Don't make that just his character. Make him more and show that kind of thing of 
him making a plan and when Dustin calls on the walkie-talkie you kind of have this moment they're all coming back together and then when they're in the mall before um the you know I mean it is the mind flayer but it's the gooey mind flayer and the gooey <laughs> mind flayer like, comes in and we have that kind of moment when all four of the boys kind of have like this group group hug kind of moment and it's like that's nice because we're getting back to the roots and we're seeing him again and that's and even that moment when he's saying bye to Elle and the moment where he says bye to Will actually we kind of had that little moment of he hasn't completely lost himself and then when he's saying bye to Elle we have that kind of moment of you know he's being reassuring in a sense of they'll come back I know they will and it's you kind of see that caring side again I I agree. I'm also I'm also wondering if like we'll see we will see more of him sort of thinking about himself and stuff because the two people that he spent the last few years kind of looking out for and like looking after I I'll put this in like quotation marks I guess um aren't there. Yeah. So, so he, he has to of, focus on himself. Yeah. And and I would like I'd like him, you know, now it does sort of feel like he's sort of come a little bit back into who he is. I'd like him to kind of think about himself and how he now fits into this world where so much is so different. Because the thing is as well, the last time, really, I take Elle out of the picture for a moment, but the last time it was just him, Dustin and Lucas, um, would have been season one when Will's gone missing and we had yeah. that little, like that day or so when they're trying to figure out what to do before they find Elle in the forest. So I wonder if that's going to come into play a little bit, that obviously Elle will be included back in it then. I imagine he's going to be thinking some things and it'll be a weird sort of feeling of, this kind of feels like back then. Yeah. But it's, it's not because they're both still here, but they're way over there. And that kind of thing. So it's, yeah, it, it'll be interesting, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely think... Um... And I hope that we see a lot of his kind of like character development in season four. Obviously, we know that he goes and visits them, but I'm hoping that he, I'm hoping that it's something which isn't an immediate thing. Um, and we do sort of get to see him in half and half, like best of both worlds, Hawkins and California. Like I, that would be quite nice to kind of have that mixture because I just think. I definitely think he needs some time and I think he will be better for having that time because him and Elle can work and I think him and I mean it's obviously it also depends on Will and if Will is if they've spoken about what happens and kind of like Will like forget like I say forgiving do you know what I mean like it, it completely does sort of tie into that and everything but I think in order for them to kind of not like move on but I do think Mike has to has to have that time as well and I think he's someone that the last few years have been so much and even though it kind of did directly happen to him it was happening to people around him and he was watching those people get hurt so he wasn't thinking about himself. Now with them leaving and things kind of calming down or so we think, it's almost as if sort of the dust has settled and now he's like, what now? Like it's he been go, go, go. It. He has to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. It's been like go, 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 go. And now he's like, oh my God, what do I do? 
Um, and I, I, I think that that could really give us Mike Wheeler again. And we could really sort of see those sides of him again. Like, even really cute things, like the way that he is with Holly in season one is really cute. Like, it's really sweet. Yeah, can we remember collectively that Mike does have a sister, two sisters. Um, same way that we seem to forget that Jonathan and Will are related. Um, so if we can, <laughs> you know, yeah, we can are. get some family, some family bonding um, in season four, that would be... That'd be great, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, I, I don't think we're gonna get much buyers family bonding. So let's hope, hold out hope for the Wheelers and Sinclair's. Well, he, he's off to California, so maybe Dustin has a sister. <laughs> I have a question. Okay, what is your favorite Mike Wheeler scene in season one, season two, and season three? Like per season, what is your favorite Mike Wheeler scene? What is my favourite scene in season? It's been a while since I've seen season one. Wow. Um, I'll start with season two. I do really like the shed scene in season two. But I think there's a couple that stick out to me. There is the one where he realises what's going on with Will. And then he sort of like bolts it towards um, the door. He's like, it's a trap, it's a trap. That one, for some reason, sticks in my head, and I don't know why. That's a very good one. That's done I think really it's well. one where he's like hands over his ears as well, and yeah. just that whole sequence. I think it's because it's like high energy that it's there. Um, I mean, my favourite moment in season one would have been the moment when he's cycling home with the tear from his eye, but apparently decided to cut that. <laughs> um, I can't think of the... Because the only one I can think of at the moment is the one from like the lip sync... The bad lip sync one, where he doesn't, where he doesn't say anything, and that's just a scene that's in my head. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say the very last scene, um, when he says bye to L. Yeah. When L turns around, I was like goodbye, Mike, and then he is just it's very dark. When he's like <laughs> on the floor, I think in terms of like his character. Yeah. In, that's what I mean. Not just like him sobbing and in pain. But just <laughs> that's not my favourite like... thing to see Mike Wheeler do is just sob and be in pain. <laughs> but you mean just like that kind of one moment yeah. where it's that kind of feeling of, oh my God. And it just, it's the look on his face. I think that was the other one in season two that I was thinking of. The same kind of way that I like that scene with Hopper in season two when he's that... like punching at Hopper. I was going to say, that's my favourite Mike. Sobs. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my favourite Mike scene in season two um i that one and also um when he comes out of the arcade to check on will like he's the only one that's noticed kind of thing i really like that one season one um i really love the way that he's like when he shares his food with holly it's so little but i think it's really cute um and i also um really love the bit where he's showing Elle around the house is kind of like teaching her little things um i think that's really sweet and i had another one in mind and it's completely gone from my head oh um when they're riding their bikes and dustin's like i know that lucas is your best friend blah 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 and he's like well i go bull on your logic because you're my best friend too i really like that bit that's really nice season three probably the scene where he hugs karen actually no the bit where he goes with max and they go off and he should have died. 
Yeah. He hits the floor. It's the same way a lot of people should have died in season three. Like, Jonathan Byers had his back broken. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. God, where do I like Mike in season three? Um, the moment on the walkie-talkie where you've got the Back to Future music. Yeah, in the background. that's That's nice. a cute moment. That's I really like nice. that. Um, and, and the reunion is nice. The reunion's nice. To be honest, even the moment where it's like, it's not a concern, it's a sub-concern. That kind yeah. of bit there. And it's just, it's just a nice, nice little moments like that, I think. Yeah. I think that has now exhausted all of our Mike Wheeler content. Let us know your favourite Mike Wheeler moments. Let us know once again what you like about his character, what you don't like about his character. So just let us know once again on all our social medias. We are around. We will, we might even like a comment and maybe even respond. Who knows? Maybe. But in the meantime, you can catch up with everything at... Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and Audible.com at Hawkins Do You Copy. And then you can find us on social media at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Hawkins Podcast. And then on YouTube and Tumblr at Hawkins Do You Copy and at Hawkins Do You Copy.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hawkins Do You Copy podcast. And we will see you next week. Over and out.